0: Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, as we uh, begin to preview the 2021-22 NHL season um, today. What we're going to do is we're you know we're going to start things off with a live underdog best ball draft. Um, so you know hopefully this is something that you all are interested in because thinking about the season. You know, well, what better way to, to put some money on the line, put 10 bucks on the line and, you know, draft against some of our friends, some randoms and see what sort of rosters we build and all of that good stuff as we get into uh, sort of the run up to the NHL season. So anyway, uh, DJ's here. How you doing, DJ? Doing pretty good. I mean, it
1: was a... Browns Bills winning Sunday while we're recording this. So if you're listening to this, you know around the time of football season before the season starts, or if you're saving this for a while, just remember back when the the Dolphins got murdered by the Bills. Uh, it was week end of week two. Yep. So if there's something that we talk about in this video and you're like, well that's stupid, they took this guy, he got hurt in preseason. Like obviously like that's when we're recording it at the end of week two of football season. It's September 19th. So if you save this one. Um, just know that we might end up making some real stupid decisions, but overall, I think that, you know, hopefully we can get into the hockey season, which is, I can't believe how soon it is. Like, I thought it, I don't know why I thought it was like towards the end of October. I mean, we are less than a month away. That is crazy to me to think about. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've been doing a lot of stuff on my own and we're getting into underdog right now into best ball. Um, but I did start my own kind of like network of video stuff. And the best way to describe it, I kind of just came up with a real easy tagline of like everything hockey for the visual learner. So what you might be thinking is like, is this going to go in part with everything else else we already are doing with Morning Skate and hopefully uh, fantasy hockey picks and bets? Yes, it's going to be more of like what we talked about on the show. I'm going to try to actually bring video to light on what that is. So like if we talk about player X, Y, or Z having a good coursey or doing something different. And so the power play changing for team uh, like the Tampa Bay lightning or whatever, I want to show that in video work. I want to be able to put that out there. So we see it. And I started just putting some content out there and I started with just breaking down what best ball is um, exactly the rules and the different features of underdog. So if you have no idea what any of this is and you want to start there, um just follow me on twitter i'm sure you probably already are already are i'm going to retweet it off the morning skate account and i put it in the discord so find that video nine minutes get the introduction to what best ball even is but matt is there anything you want to talk about before we get started with the draft while
0: we wait yeah i mean so while we wait you know like like you said dj you did a great job sort of covering the literal like i've never seen this before what am i doing um so you know, I, I, we don't really need to go over that. Um, I, I do think one of the uh, the key sort of like talking points, you know, for for a podcast like this or from you know people in general, uh, sort of how you win at, at this is to remember that like yes, the regular season obviously matters a lot. Um, as your video covers, you know, uh, you need to. Uh, basically win your league in the regular season in order to advance to the playoffs, but getting out of the first round only guarantees you like what 1.6 X your entry fees or whatever. Um, So what makes this unique is that it's a GPP style prize pool, you know? So it's sort of like when you're right, how much can you win? Um, And that's where the area of stacking comes into play for those last few weeks. Because, you know, you simply just need to have sort of the top tier output in those weeks in order to actually make, you know, the the five, uh, what, it's five or $10,000 to first five, um, you know, so in order to make that big money, you're really going to need to have like the sort of think about it like a DFS slate, you know, like in order to win first, you're very rarely going to have a night where, yeah, you have you know, eight guys who all scored goals and your goalie had a shutout and, you know, eight guys on eight different teams who scored goals. Uh, Usually you're stacking teams, you know, because you need to get less things right in order to win. And that's the exact same sort of principle we are applying to, uh, you know, quintessentially season-long fantasy. Um, So, yeah, the projections matter, you know, like taking bad picks is not good. You know, if, if you're picking 12th and There's a guy there who, you know, is like the 30th best player and you're picking 12th and 13th and you're like, all right, let me grab number 12 and then I'm gonna reach and grab number 30. That's probably not smart. Um, but it's basically you know building in smart correlations into your uh you know, into your best ball teams. So usually the best ways to do that is to sort of, you know, uh try to pick up correlation later in the draft, um, you know, try and plan things out a few rounds ahead of time. It's a really interesting puzzle, and I think that's why it makes for some good content and something that we can talk through uh, and also basically cover. You know, a lot of player movement and different you know thoughts on the regular season uh, as it's about to unfold in front of us here. That will also be relevant for DFS purposes. So, as I was talking, we went from four remaining to two remaining. So we do seem to be coming close to starting yeah. the draft. Right, ho- hopefully, we got we got some friends
1: of the friends of the podcast and all that stuff so um yeah we should have at least a few it should be fun um but yeah i I think you did a good job kind of overlaying a very general strategy because one thing is i was trying like i myself and i know you were going to maybe get involved with trying to go with like a very direct strategy of how to attack these i don't know if that's the best philosophy it's really dependent on what your first couple picks are so if you're picking one two or three and you're taking mcdavid matthews and mckinnon for example it's going to kind of change exactly how you're going to end up drafting. I think the whole time, Um, if you pick 12th at the turn and you decide, you know what, I'm taking Hellebuck. Um, I'm going to take Vasilevsky. Well, now you're not taking goalies again. So I really is dependent. Like there's no way to, I don't go into any of these thinking like, well, I need to take a center here and a wing. Like, That isn't the way to do this. The way to do this, at least correct me if I'm wrong is wherever you're selecting, try to get the maximum amount of value and correlate from there um it's probably the best way to put it but without you know you don't have to always look the best available though i mean adp is a very um loose right now i think it'd be a good term there's not so many entries in there that have like made it so it's uh undoable to understand uh, that some of these picks are just not correct um but also making sure like you mentioned right off the cuff like you should get correlations in there because if you do have a chance for 5k you're really going to limit yourself if you don't have the correct correlations to go with your stacks. Um, so, is there anything else you wanted to mention about strategy?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, um, I actually just, I was pulling up, because uh, I've done one draft to this point. So, you know, for this year, obviously last year we did a handful, but underdog actually wasn't uh, legal in Pennsylvania last year. So, this is sort of like my first foray into NHL best ball. I've been trying to bug the people at Underdog to get us, like, actual uh, data from last year's contest. I have been uh, uh, fruitless in my endeavors to this point. So I'm hoping at some point in the near future to take a quick look through sort of, like, the data of the people who advanced, sort of their roster constructions and all of that. Um, but before we do get started here, I think the, the, the sort of optimal is basically uh you know when you're talking there's 16 rounds so you need to take centers, wings, defensemen and goalies um i believe the framework that is most likely to be optimal is basically three centers, six wingers, three defensemen and then either two or three goalies and then that leaves you one or two spots to sort of shore up where you're weakest um so that's kind of what I assume the optimal strategy is. And the reason you want more wingers is because each week you get your best center, you get your best defenseman, you get your best goalie, you get your two best wingers. Uh, And that's why the wings, you just want to have more of them so that you can have more upside built in to your roster. Um, You know, that's really the, the simplest way to explain that. And I'm hoping to put some actual, you know, uh, raw data to the test and actually you know see some evidence uh based on last year's contest but uh without that you know we're kind of flying a bit more blind than we would like so just keep that in mind and this could be updated you know if we get our hands on some data in terms of what's optimal and what's not Um, so you know This is something that I'm a bit almost ashamed to admit because, you know, my stance uh, uh, on DFS, it's goalies don't matter. Uh, You know, I hate goalie, take the cheapest goalie and just sort of pray. Uh, The one draft I've done so far, kind of hellebuck was there at number nine and I took him. Um, So, you know, I'm maybe indoctrinated. (laughs) I'm I'm fully indoctrinated into the goalies actually maybe matter in best ball. Um, and that's just simply because the starts are so bankable for a guy like Hellebuck, a guy like Vasilevsky, um, you know, you just need your goalie to start and simply put with, you know, probably 20 teams at this point in the year. Uh, we don't really know if, uh, if there's a goalie who's going to start uh, say, you know, Uh, even 75% of their team's games. uh, Most teams seem to be going to a 50-50 split. Um, So if you're taking some late round goalies, I would suggest getting three. Um, I felt like I could get away with two because basically if Connor Hellebuck fails, my season's probably, you know, this team's not making it anyway. Um, And then I picked up Carter Hart in the later rounds because he was one of the last starting goalies on the board. And that just seems wrong. Um, you know, we'll talk about things as we get, you know, through the ADP and actually talk about the draft. Um, but Philly should be perfectly fine this year. Carter Hart should be their number one goalie all season, um, unless he has another awful year like he did last year. But simply put, I, I just don't buy it. So, yeah. um, you know, there, there's our goalie talk. We'll obviously have some more as we go on. But that is sort of the first thing that I noticed looking through uh, the, the previous Uh, draft that I did
1: yeah I I mean I I think you you laid it out nicely and you know kind of looking through some of the position ranks which they just all sort by ADP which like I said isn't perfect I was kind of like oh my god Darcy Kemper's the fourth goalie getting selected and then I was like oh yeah he got traded to Colorado yeah right it's so weird (laughs) yeah like like I knew that as soon as I saw it i was like oh yeah like duh obviously but it is interesting to see how people are drafting early on so yeah as of right now at recording there are so there's going to be 2,800 total entries. Um, you know, you divide that by 12. So like one team per, like you can have one per 12 entries. That Whatever I'm saying is stupid. You can have 84 total entries. There we go. That's a better way of putting everything. Yeah. Um, hopefully this thing fills. But right now there's 263 entries um, in, in total. So the ADPs are whack, but that's fine. Um, yeah, so you, uh, I was going right- to mention what. I'm sorry. One, la- one last thing is if you can't maybe find a lot of time to sit down and wait for a draft to start and all that stuff, there's always the eight hour per pick drafts. And there's enough time right now to get in a couple of those. If you're someone that just doesn't want to sit down and do all of this at once, you can just be in a lobby. That's going to go on for like a week. <laughs> it's I did one for football. It wasn't really my cup of tea, but some people love it. Uh, Matt, sorry. What were we going to say?
0: Um, Damn. I was listening to you. Oh, uh, so DJ is your default rankings the underdog default right now um, like you haven't made any updates to your i didn't do anything so one thing to keep in mind is that uh based on my sort of like review of the the default rankings it does not seem like injuries are taken into account um you know in in it, it actually might be in the projection which is kind of weird but like the adp just doesn't or like the default rankings I don't think reflect that like where's Jack Eichel for you is he is he at 58.5 or is he up higher because as of a few days ago he was up higher for me 58.5 he's dropping okay so so I guess that is sort of reacting um but you know there is not playing game one like yeah there is like basically no uh there's no confirmation that Jack Eichel will even touch the ice this season because the surgery that he has been, uh, you know, like basically fighting the Sabres over, he's not had it yet. He's not had the alternative surgery. So, you know, if we're assuming he needs surgery to play hockey again, uh, he's still a ways away. So, um, that's one area that I think is very important that you don't get sort of left out. Um, but
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, We don't need to get into that saga, but hopefully (laughs) for everyone involved, it reaches a good end, but no, definitely keep those things in mind. I mean, uh, one thing is that, uh, that I mentioned is like, if a player is retired, like you're just SOL and some, like some people that have played basketball know what, probably what I mean by that. There's no ads, there's no drops, there's no trades. So whoever you take is who you take. So if Jack Gold doesn't play, it's not like you could be like, Oh, like we're going to pick up a new guy and, like, nope, no, this is your team, and you just took, you know, Jack Eichel at 58 when you could have probably gotten like Elias Petterson or someone else there that is going to, you know, barring an injury, play every game. So mm-hmm. that is another thing. And, and just to kind of reiterate, the whole point of best ball is that your roster gets set for you. So every single week, your best roster scores points. So that's you know. Uh, kind of just the easy way of describing it so that's why like if you take mcdavid number one he's probably going to be mainly locked into your center spot you don't really have to worry about about that quite as much as the wing and defense now and and goaltenders for that matter so you're going to want to you know prioritize that a bit more um without ignoring it because you know teams take weeks off at a time and etc so you know you get everyone gets the point
0: yeah um and just sort of one other thought on the injuries just because you know Eichel's not the only guy who we sort of know is not going to play the full year Um, and just sort of keep this in mind it's obviously going to be somewhat present in the rankings and stuff but um, like I'm noticing Sidney Crosby's doesn't seem to be adjusted like he's still at 18.5 ADP Uh, he seems like he is going to be out through uh, I think it's like October like he might not come back until November and it's not that that big a deal like, obviously, Crosby's, you know, Sidney Crosby. Um, but if Evgeny Malkin is also out to start the year. Um, you know, they obviously lost Jared McCann. So, like, Pittsburgh might be in real tough shape for the first couple months. Who um, are their centers? Like- right. I, I actually don't really know. <laughs> um, it, it's sort of concerning, but sort of that makes me think, you know, a guy like Jake Gensel even, you know, it, it's just really tough for them to hold value, especially if, you know, the power play is not going all of that. Um, so, so those two guys are important. Obviously, Eichel, who we covered, uh, Shea Weiber's injury has been pretty uh, well reported. Like he's almost, you know, he's yeah. going to miss the year. Um, so that's a big boost to a guy like Jeff Petrie, because that's a guaranteed power play one job. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like a guy like Romanov gets oh. a slight bump, but I don't think you get to his level <laughs> uh, you know in, in
1: this. You know, you know the number one center is in Pittsburgh. Uh Jeez, uh, I mean, like it's not confirmed or anything, but is that no? Aston Reese plays the wing.
0: Um, I mean, gosh, I do not on know. A couple
1: sites. Jeff Carter. Wow. Yeah, no, I forgot about that. In some I... spots. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Jeff Carter. Mean...
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, so uh, are we looks, starting? Yeah, looks like we're starting. Um, and, and just finishing that thought. Uh, Jonathan Taze should be back. You know, he had his whole situation. He seems like he'll be back for camp. Um, and then Yanni Gord in. Seattle will actually be out, uh, I think, through October as well. He had some leg surgery. Um, You know, he's probably going to play a big role there, but it might you know happen. Uh, So, anyway, the draft is about to start. So, thank you, everybody, for sort of, you know, hanging out with us while we were waiting. Um, I got the sixth pick. DJ, you are at number nine. Uh, I recognize, well, I recognize Eagles. Did you
1: reach out to him? Yeah, I reached out to him and joined. Yeah, yeah. But thanks thanks for jumping in. I know he said he might be on auto draft for at least a little while. So
0: hmm. interesting, yeah. He's he's one of the guys who's in every draft. You know, I think he maxed out like each of the puppies on Underdog. Um, just just one of those insane dudes who's just uh you know always drafting. Uh, we got Justin J T Mack. He's picking third. We have Paul P Peterson six fourteen. He's picking seventh. Um, I don't recognize these other names, but obviously if you were in this draft, just feel free to reach out. Let us know what your uh, underdog name is because, you know, we're happy uh, that you joined us if you joined on our behalf. All right, so at the first pick, it's almost certainly going to be McDavid. Um, The first four, I think, are pretty much set in stone between McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, um, Dreisaitl. Definitely the first three seem set in stone. And then I'm guessing Dreisaitl goes pretty regularly there. Um, Interestingly, Kachuk, slides up because hits are a stat here um but yeah i don't know any thoughts on the top three like obviously they're all very good but do you think mcdavid's the correct number one pick
1: uh yeah sorry i just got my video recording it would not work and i just got it on so we're gonna hopefully just figure out the beginning audio but yeah no i mean i think that the one two three is is uh well i mean mckinnon just went third in ours but yeah i yeah. think that dry probably makes more sense at the three he goes four moving pretty quickly so to start it off mcdavid matthews mckinnon like i said a little bit of a surprise but not too crazy dry sidle and then posture knock which uh, yeah i mean i could see the narrative for posture getting there but you're mm-hmm. on the clock now
0: yeah um, no i'm on the yeah, clock. yeah I think,
1: I think you know i think i think i think mckinnon over you know i think mckinnon at four is fine well but what do you what are your thoughts here at five Yeah, 15 oh, by the way 30 second per pick is what we're doing so it's going to move quickly we're going to do our best to try to keep you in the loop uh, yeah, Ovechkin. I mean, Ovechkin. Oh, of course, you take Ovechkin. Yeah, and at six. Friend you know, the podcast, at six, Paul.
0: At six, I just had to take Ovi. Um, you know, in consideration is Brady Kachuk. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, he's I, not going to get the man. I get it, but I just don't think Kachuk has the sort of fifty goal upside that Ovechkin obviously has. So, uh, right, Paul yeah. takes Kucherov. That that's cool. DJ, who you hoping for here? I'm hoping for Brady. I mean, hits
1: are hits are scored. Like, he kind of does yeah. everything. You know, shots, hits. Um, he's really a full package. I know last year we kind of talked about him and some other guys. It's like, you know, hits are not always a stat that matters in fantasy, especially in a lot of leagues. They just turn them off. And um, yeah, I think if it's not Brady, like I might just grab Barkoff. Honestly, I think Florida's real strong. Um, you know, Reinhardt joining that team, I think helps. So yeah, I think I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to grab Barkoff. Hopefully. Interesting. Get more, um, what, so my, well, oh,
0: well, I'll let you talk it out. I'll let no,
1: you it's me. okay. No, we're, I'm just thinking. What were we gonna say?
0: Okay. Well, well, we'll update everyone on your pick after you make I'll it. Just, but... I'll
1: just. You know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Why not? Barkov. I think last year, if it's not a fluke, he could be a he could be a top ten pick.
0: Yeah. So uh, my rankings are based off of the projections supplied by the Athletic. Uh, Dom Leshin like posts basically his full uh, basically a full spreadsheet that has you know customizable scoring. So I just was able to put in the underdog scoring um i've been tweaking some stuff like basically you know because he gives us like standard deviations too so i've been like playing around with like oh what if i just assume you know the upside case where a guy is you know everyone's two standard deviations above um sort of looking for guys who maybe pop in that regard and i just don't think that brady's upside is you know commensurate to Any of the guys who honestly went before him, Pasternak, Ovechkin, Kucherov at the wing position, um, you know, Ovechkin could be subject to some father time stuff, you know, but also the guy's basically never been injured in his career. He had some struggles last year, um, but frankly, I, I would need to see it for multiple years before I sort of start banking on Ovechkin missing games. So I feel really confident in Ovechkin's just. You know, a bankable production week to week, and that he's going to be one of my wings scoring pretty much every week this year uh, because of his power play production, because of how reliably elite he is at scoring goals. So,
1: yeah, I think that's fair. Well, while you were talking, um, like I said, I took Barkov, which I don't know, I, th- I think you can just a case we made for a lot of guys, uh, but then Marshan, Patrick Kane, Roman Yossi, Vasilevsky. Um, Panarin, Marner, and now I am on the clock. I mean, I I feel like I just got to take Hellebuck. I mean, just lock that down. Seems to be the right move here. Yeah, so I, I think, think I, that's I,
0: good. Um, yeah. What I was going to say is that um, I basically right now, I just have it sorted simply by the value above replacement player. So I oh. think that needs tweaked because I need to assume the replacement player is a bit higher scoring, I believe, mm-hmm. um, because These rosters, I think, are smaller than uh, sort of the standard fantasy replacement level. Um, So I have a lot of defensemen at the top, which is actually kind of problematic because, you know, I I don't want to be drafting guys well above VDP. Like Dougie Hamilton is the uh, seventh best player uh, based on these rankings. And I think that's right. But like if I can get him in the second, third round consistently, like why would I reach you know so
1: yeah definitely uh,
0: that's sort of like the, the conundrum I find myself in with uh these rankings um anyway I am on the clock yeah. yep. Ranton just went yeah that was
1: yeah. I think yeah I think and like him and Hellebuck were the two I was really between because I think they're just a bit above the rest mm-hmm. um but I think yeah I mean you could make a strong case for Kale McCarr here I think um I mean really I'd probably fine I mean I was I'm yeah. putting together my Florida stack, so I'm. <laughs> I do not think is going to be there, but that's okay. He doesn't correlate perfectly with uh,
0: Barkov. Yeah, Barco, I mean, so. it, it would not be it would not be the first you know podcast draft of the year if I didn't start off my draft with a Max Pacioretty and Alex Ovechkin. Like, come on. It, it was a must take. It wasn't really. <laughs> a, it was never a doubt. Yeah, like those <laughs> are just I, my two guys. Um, obviously, this means that my wing position should be set. Like, I, I shouldn't be jamming in you know, like seven wings or anything, because, you know, if my team's going to win, uh, I'm going to need these guys to be good because they'll be passed by teams who have, you know, McDavid, uh, who's going to outscore these guys by a billion if they have a down year. So, like, I'm not making it to the money anyway. So I might as well say, hey, these guys have a good year. Now let me load up on some center depth, some defense depth, and obviously some goalies. So uh, that's where I'm at. I am.
1: I mean, yeah, I I have just a center and a goalie, so I'm really hoping to get a defenseman that I really like at pick 33. But um, we're gonna we're gonna wait and see right now. I mean, we just after you went had Caleb McCargo one pick after, which I think is mm-hmm. I think is about right. I think he should go about there to yep. bring it and then Aho, and we yeah, are back that... to Eagles who is on autograph right now. So let's see what his autograph. Mm-hmm. Draft...
0: No, I don't know. I don't think he is. That's his experience badge, not autograph. Well, he told me he was maybe going to be on a draft, so maybe uh, well, he, maybe, maybe, he maybe he is. It just hasn't turned on yet or yeah. something. Matt anyway, and uh, Crosby. So he is all about the centers. Yeah. Uh, so JT Mack, Justin picked up Sebastian Aho. That's the other guy I was considering at my spot. Um, I, you know, I really, not necessarily because I think Ajo's like a smash value, but because I think Svechnikov is an unbelievable value if he's really going, you know, 28th in terms of adp um like i just i think he has all the upside in the world in terms of shots in terms of hits like he literally does it all um i think he might honestly be better than than brady um and obviously that's you know super hot take but like so anyway picking up that carolina stack is something that i think i i would like to do you know if i'm If I'm drafting 20 times, I'm hoping to be over the field on, you know, Svechnikov and stacking around him because, you know, Dougie's gone. There's more shots for Svechnikov to pick up on the power play. Um, And, you know, he's going to shoot. So, like, I'm all about that.
1: Um, Yeah, no, I think that's fine. Um, We still got Dougie on the board right now, which is, I I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I think Darnell Nurse is a really, really nice play, but I just I could not justify taking him over Never. Tuggy Hamilton. Never, um, but Never that, that is <laughs> that is the rankings right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he is – obviously, I think they're kind of assuming like Clefbaum's still out. He really picked it up at the end of the year. Some people might just be uh, – yeah, I the, think what, what I was going to say is more is people that take um, McDavid one might just grab him at the turn. Uh, the round end of round two, start of round three turn, they might just be like, well, let me grab his top defenseman because obviously they're not getting cycle so that might be part of the the plan with that.
0: Yeah, uh, that could be, and that's kind of interesting. I just feel like we already saw the ceiling on Darnell Nurse and, um, yeah. like, so you're not Tyson Barry goes 75th, and I get that the other stats are, um, I don't know, I just, I don't see it personally. You're on um, the clock now. Just i am jump on the right to
1: you here you just grab my yarn on earth i mean <laughs>
0: yeah yeah you know it um all right so i think i think i'm gonna grab my first goalie i'm gonna grab robin lehner um you know okay. mark andre fleury has gone so Leonard's gonna have to pick up a bunch of starts and yeah that that's sort of he also goes well with patch Reddy. so later on in the draft if i want to pick up you know uh, a say William Carlson or Jonathan Marchessault or a defenseman like Theodore or Petrangelo. Like I have a nice little uh, stack where it's like if Vegas does really well those three weeks of the playoffs, I get goalie wins, I get goals from Pacherry, and I'll get whatever production you know from the other Vegas guys. I, I uh,
1: of. was hoping uh, Cal would get to me because I have Hellebuck in net, but that yep. wasn't going to be the case. So is what it is. We'll move on. I mean, I could. Take trifle, but that just seems way too early. So I'm not gonna do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm honestly thinking about just grabbing Adam Box. I mean, he's he's pretty big, good, but then again, chicken too.
0: It's yeah, Ch- chicken oh, seems God. like in all categories monster.
1: Like... Yeah, I might. Let's see what this guy does first. It's between the two. Hard yeah, so of course. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna grab chicken Yeah, I'm gonna grab chicken Yeah, he definitely really does it all. Let, let's do that. I'm not going to get a ton of Arizona guys, but I don't mind grabbing Chicken. I guess. I'm not going to be stacking up too much, which is kind of yeah. maybe why he slips a little bit further than he should because he was so incredibly good last year.
0: Yeah, so. no, absolutely. You know, what's interesting is that Underdog doesn't have 2020 stats in their uh, player cards. So, like, you can't even really, uh, like, look at that in, in terms of, like, when you're drafting, you're on the clock. So, like, people probably... Like, obviously, I'm guessing anyone who's, like, doing an NHL best ball draft is pretty hardcore into NHL. Like, I I don't know how much casual crossover there is from just people, like, randomly clicking names. Um, Maybe that happens. But, like, I think Chikrin, even with, like, some, you know, invested observers, just goes under the radar because, you know, with Arizona. Um, But he was so good last year. I think we talked about in our last podcast, which was, like, a month ago now how you know chicken could easily be number one fantasy defenseman this year yeah
1: right uh, right
0: that's kind of my thinking I mean it it is to me it's like
1: this guy was shooting the puck more than Michael Ovechkin. like mm-hmm. when when I mean, Arizona obviously didn't make the playoffs but this guy was had like eight shots on goal and that was like just every game it was crazy so yeah I I'm pretty high on him and I mean I took him I didn't know if anyone was going to grab him from me but you know, if Adam Fox makes it next I might just lock down those two deep spots and Move on. I think defense. Ah, actually, why even do that? There's no point, right? Wait, hold on. I'm trying to think. What is the? Do you have two defensemen that start? Or only one.
0: i uh, you. So you get one, one defenseman each week, and you also yeah, get yeah. flex. So you know, it,
1: yeah, it's not like I, I don't I think it's the no end of the wiggers. world. Yeah, uh, I could do it, but yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know. It's so
0: the other draft I did, and obviously, you know, I'm still working on strategy and process and stuff. But I took Chickering. Uh, at 33, and then I took Shea Theodore at 57. So yeah, that was, and then I
1: grabbed Voronsky pretty late. Yeah, so. Fox Fox goes one before me, anyways. I mean, ah. I really think that this is a perfect spot to grab uh, between a few guys. Um, I think like Gensel, like you talked about, is in a really good spot, but I'm I'm gonna grab Ellers instead. He fits with the goalie better. Um, he is a shot monster. He really, really came on strong last year before he got hurt for a while and back and forth and. Um, I the one problem with Ellers was always the power play usage. But, you know, really hope Winnipeg figures that out for him and, and puts him in the right spot. And there's no line a anymore. He wasn't there last year anyways. But I really like Nikolaj Ellers. I think he is, like, an analytic dar- darling as well as a shot monster. I don't think he's going to have a ton of hits for me, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that's the right take there. So, and then, like I said, Corley well with the goalie. So if he goes off for a couple hat tricks like I need him to in the playoffs, then – I'm really, really hopeful to have um, the winning goalie as well because uh, Pelibuck's gonna get a ton of starts.
0: Yeah, and uh, so Gensel goes run at one after you. Yeah. Um, I have John Carlson on the board here unless Paul takes him. So that seems to me like a real easy fit. I uh, mean, heaven with Ovi. Um, yep, he made it to me. So. Yeah, Peter Yep, 80 f- yep, piers. Four wingers. F- <laughs> Yeah ADP of 35 and a half fell to me at 43 I will take that um and this like uh, you know not to pat myself on the back it happened one freaking time but like getting guys past ADP who do correlate with your you know current roster is such a plus EV way to go about best ball like you read about it in NFL best ball about like how that's how you you know like Like, you look at the data, and that's how tournaments are actually won. It's not, like, reaching above ADP, where basically, yeah, you have the stack, but because you reached on it, other people have that same stack, and they have better players around them. Um, Basically, for me, it's like, I got him where people are taking, quote-unquote, worst players by ADP. Um, So, John Carlson and Ovi just make for a real nice stack, Um, and certainly happy with that, so... Yeah. Coming uh, together nicely so far. So, DJ, what's your start right now?
1: Yeah. My, so, my start is Barkov, ellers Chikrin, and Hellebuck. And I feel very, very good about that. do um, so you have you know, one a,
0: of each position?
1: One of each position, which was not planned. I don't think it's a bad strategy, but I wouldn't force it. I just think it kind of worked out that way where, you know, the, the defense that I wanted fell to me at 33. And then I was like, well, there was, you know, between a few wingers, I thought were probably the best values. And I just went with the correlation, which I'm not mad about, you know, I don't think you have to force correlation. Like it's important to have, but like you were saying, don't, you know, take a guy 15 picks above ADP because you think like, well, I really want to make sure I get this correlation. Like it isn't a hundred percent necessary. It's a lot better to get the guy to fall to you into that correlation um, than it is to reach way out of your way to get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, agreed for, for sure. Um, so what yep. do we have on the board here? Yep. Uh, after you went
1: to Carlson, Drew Doughty went, which feels a little bit early. Um, he's ADP 138.5. Someone grabbed him at 44. I, I, not <laughs> what I would have suggested, but <laughs> each their own. After that, Seth Jones right around his ADP a um, little bit early, but they had to the bring it already. So you can kind of see he's building like a dry saddle to bring it, especially called Jones. A lot of good shooters there. So I do like what he's built. Um, then justin took mark stone which doesn't go with anyone he has but that's okay um mckinnon aho stone and hamilton i mean still getting some nice stuff um kemper marches and wheeler after that um i'm not super high on blake wheeler so
0: yeah that's uh, that's certainly an interesting
1: one for me and like that he picked up right at adp i mean that's i mean not where i'd rank him but sure like that's fine yeah
0: um Let's see. I actually just pulled last year's stats from, uh, from natural stat trick. So I can basically apply the underdog scoring and sort of get some, you know, general rankings on where these players fell in. Obviously the full season output is not quite as indicative of, you know, like success because it's all about the uh, upside weeks that you have, you know, like, If you score 40 points in a week, it doesn't matter if you scored 80 points all year, those 40 points are going right into, you know, right into your team. So, you know, it's not, not going to be that revelatory, but I do think it'll be some interesting, uh, you know, like talking points as we go through the draft. All right. So I am back on the clock. I currently have no centers. Um, don't love that. So what I'm going to do with this pick is I'm going to grab Matthew Barzell, um, He doesn't necessarily check the boxes of being, you know, a a shot taker or anything like that, but we saw a side of Barzell in the playoffs this past season that I just don't think I had seen from him in in years past. So I'm hoping that he sort of maybe can have the reins fully taken off of him going into this season. Uh, The Islanders are kind of odds on favorites to win their division. Uh, which is not something I would have expected, but they just had a really good, you know, solid year last year. So uh, I, I expect big things out of Barcel this year, and I think he has a lot of untapped upside right after me goes Jack Eichel. Uh, don't know how I feel about that, Paul, but, awesome. you know, hoping for your sake, he comes back and lights it up for Buffalo. DJ, Europe in one pick. So any guys you're looking at? Wow, honestly, I am struggling right now. I'm like going <laughs> through all the positions. I I really
1: really like UC Sorrows a lot. Like I don't think Nashville is absolutely yep. dust, but well, he goes anyways. One we'll pick before me, wow. but yeah. I, I don't need a goalie, so it's just kind of like tough. I'm not taking Markstrom. I don't mind believe Forsberg here either. He seems fine. Fiala, Rust, um, but you know, I'm I'm honestly sitting here. You know what? I am going to do. Almost exactly what you did, but I'm gonna take Petrangelo. I'm gonna take, take Alex Petrangelo instead of Shea Theodore. They're both right next to each other.
0: Is How that, is that, foolish? Is that uh, foolish? No, I mean we saw, uh, like we saw Pietrangelo pick up a ton of yeah. like just floor-related sort of points um, in the playoffs last year. So if you can keep that up, like you know, by all means, I think he's a great selection as well. Um, I just am sort of of the mindset that. Shay theodore is going to be the top power play guy and that's just sort of my like almost tiebreaker of sorts but definitely do think yeah. that you know petrangelo might have a more bankable output from week
1: two yeah I, yeah i think that it's yeah i i think theodore might have the bigger like upside in the playoffs type situation but i think both of them are just fantastic grabs here and like looking at the defenseman coming up and someone just a Quinn Hughes, who was a little bit higher than him ADP wise, but I just didn't want to do it. Um, it's Theodore, Latang, Burns, Barry. Like, what are we even doing? Like I'm not taking any of those other guys except for Theodore there. So um, I think the defense, because basically what I'm getting as defense kind of drops off, I think a bit after this. So I'd rather get my second guy now. Um, that's somewhat of my strategy anyways, is to take a couple of defensemen early. Cause I think there's just more meat on the bone with wing and center.
0: Yeah. um, So, um, so here's the sort of conundrum that I find myself in. And like, I don't really know even if I should say this, given, you know, you're drafting in this with me, but when you look at my board, like based on the rankings from the athletic or, you know, the the, the stat projections from the athletic Evander Kane is uh, the top forward remaining for me. Uh And you see that's problematic because ZDP is like in the 159 range, like literally almost in the last round. Um, yeah, part of that, that is
1: trouble. Yeah.
0: Part of that is due to legal trouble around him. Um, part of that is due to the gambling investigation, which you know, frankly, I think if we haven't heard anything yet, it, there's you know, it's unsubstantiated, or they at least can't find you know like concrete evidence. Um, but like you look at last year the guy was 12th in just overall underdog points, like for fantasy purposes. Um, Like he is an absolute beast in this format. And that's sort of where I'm like, you know, do I just take him at like pick 90 or pick 100? Because, you know, simply put, I think he's better than all of the other guys available at that point. Like maybe, Um, but like, I think he's like the most uh, uh, like, flash point or like you know it's one of the key decisions i think as you get to the later stages of the draft like what your stance is on him because i truly believe that he is the sort of guy who is a league winner um and you know is the upside worth the potential downside of a guy being suspended or (laughs) like literally like in jail or something like you know there's just a lot of uncertainty around him and i find that to be really interesting and compelling as we uh, approach the season. So, right. So,
1: yeah, I just had a pick while you were talking. I, I went with Forsberg. I got him 10 after ADP. A couple of reasons why I might like him a little bit more than the rest. I mean, they traded Arvidsson in the offseason, who stole some shots from him, but also was, you know, you could consider him like valuable to have with Forsberg as they seem to do well together. um So, that could hurt him, could help him, but, you know, I'm just going to bet on it, hopefully helping him. And, on top of that, it's a contract year for him. It does seem like he might be, you know, potentially moving on. So decided maybe in a contract year he could really bring it back. Tell us why. All
0: right, yeah, uh, you cut out on me, DJ, but I'm guessing uh, you had finished your thought and then you would commented on the fact that I selected Tyson Berry. So correct. Um, yeah, I picked Tyson Berry at pick 67. CDP is uh, 75, but you know I- I'm looking at the board and like Brian Rust. I don't necessarily think he repeats that. Uh, He's slipped a bit past ADP at this point. Sean Couturier is there past ADP, and it's right about Semyon Barlamov's ADP. I just don't think any of those guys have the same upside that Barry does. Um, I think that, you know, in the weeks where John Carlson's not, like, putting up his, you know, reasonably consistent scoring, let's say, um, I think that Tyson Barry, with his power play role, Like if that power play has a hot week, I think he could be easily the number one scoring defenseman uh, in all of fantasy. And I certainly think that he could be a guy who is very useful on this team, uh, even without, you know, a McDavid or Dreisaitl on my roster. So uh, that's why I went with Tyson Berry. It's just I think the spot is just so perfect uh, playing alongside McDavid. Uh, He was the 40th best player by underdog stats in Last Season, so getting him at 70 without any appreciable role change or anything, um, I think is just a boon for, for me. So that's why I like Tyson Berry, and I'll probably be pretty heavy on him as we get into uh best ball
1: season. All right, very nice. We've had a bunch of other players taken. Um, any shockers there? I don't think there's anyone that's, I mean, no, I... kind of, but not not, not even really. I mean, he's a little bit above ADP. But he went, you know, before like Barlamov and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So,
0: because, uh, forgive me, I might just be an idiot, but Holby's gone. Who, who's the backup now in Vancouver?
1: <laughs> wow. Who is their backup? Can you? Okay, so it's I not was... obvious.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I really. I mean, I'm just trying to sort Halak. I guess. Oh. Wow. I literally don't think I could have uh, told you. That. I knew he was not in Boston, but yeah i remember that
1: we didn't know he was there either.
0: yeah yeah i
1: cool. mean so uh, so one other thing is an underdog little, little little trick i guess maybe if you are trying to find a specific team in the search if you like type in the team name it'll they'll pop up
0: yeah yeah i so, do like yeah, that a lot it's really a little
1: trick so if you're like man i really want to get another guy from florida like i you know i took bark off so i'm kind think of thinking who should i get with him um you have an fla and then they'll pop up
0: yeah so i uh, like you were saying about eagles um he does seem to be on auto draft because so far to start he's gotten four centers yeah. and two goalies. Uh, my assumption is that he set his like roster constraints or whatever in his rankings tab to have four centers, and he just so happened to grab, uh, you know, the top guy on the board was just a center each time he got up. So a bit unfortunate there on you know his behalf, but it is kind of funny to to see that play out. Yeah. Um, um. So you're up right now. You're on the clock here. You're, I you're am at a one-two-two-one
1: two, two, one, uh, center wing defense goalie. So nice, nice spread. I had the same build right now, in case anyone was keeping score at home.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So the, the clock ran, and you know I was looking for alter, alternatives, but uh, I grabbed Mike Smith. Um. It, I get it. He's old. Like I I don't necessarily love the idea of an old guy like Mike Smith being a quote-unquote like a workhorse but Koskinen hasn't been it for Edmonton uh, Mike Smith had a reasonably solid year last year and Edmonton should be good so you know I think he picks up some wins along the way and I feel pretty good about going into the season with Robin Leonard and Mike Smith and goal and then I can use the extra roster spot to shore up, say, the center position or something like that, if I feel that I am a relatively weak at a different position, rather than feeling the need to grab a third goalie. So, DJ, you're on the clock. Uh, let's see what you come up with.
1: Uh, I'm thinking Vinny Trocheck here. Um, I want a little bit more correlation, but I mean, I really think that Dougie Hamilton shots could also his stick he was a huge huge shop producer in Florida and we haven't seen a ton of it in Carolina he had some stretches in there that worked out real well but I really think that he could pick up the slack a little bit more this year and find a way to shoot more um any any thoughts on that
0: uh no I actually wound up with Chocek in my first draft I think I think that you know maybe not in two years because it, it does seem like Chocek is a UFA after this year is likely to be just, you know, they probably can't afford him, uh, but we'll see. Um, and I think for this year, especially like Trocek will be surrounded by insanely talented players. Um, he should get some, some of that top power play work, at least to start. And yeah, like you were saying, he, he certainly fits the mold of a guy with, you know, really high upside. Um,
1: I just realized they, they, they don't have um Seattle, like, they have the players, but, like, they don't have a name.
0: The, the, right. They don't have, like, the abbreviation attached. Yeah, they or don't. Or
1: yeah, I just, like, saw, like, yeah. like I was like, Grubauer just, he's on a team. I'm like, why? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mark Giordano is, is, is you know, like, at the, toward the top of my uh, list right now. And yeah. I find that really interesting because, like, is, you know, is that going to be uh, sustainable like can oh man there goes
1: my guy i was gonna take group a hands wow. group yeah. a hands was my pick there darn okay let's 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 um I, I just didn't think he was gonna go and now i'm on the clock stutzla went right before me um do i just take the other Dallas guy i mean that's man, and shabbat's right there too jesus you know i'm gonna take shabbat why the heck is he still there that just doesn't seem right i'm that locks up defense i'm pretty sure for good for me Three three defensemen. That's probably yeah, probably enough. That's yeah. Probably, that's, right. yeah. Right. I there's like your stable defense there, now. Yeah, that. Oh my god, I, he just feels like I would take Shabbat over a lot of guys. That have already been taken. Um, like yeah. So
0: now, like, turns
1: uh, well, and freaking, yeah.
0: Go ahead and uh, okay. So that's it. Uh, my my thoughts here coming up to my pick. There's 30 seconds uh, before I am on the clock. Uh, is between Zach Hyman. And uh, yep. where the heck did he go? Um, Timo Mayer. Um, and, you know, for Timo, he's he's the guy who obviously I just adore because uh, everyone who follows like analytics and stuff just loves Timo. Um, but as Timo has grown, like in the NHL, he just hasn't really gotten the, the power play work that you would hope for. And Paul makes it easy for me by taking him anyway. Um, so I feel really good about taking Zach Hyman here. Uh, one it's right at ADP. So it's not like I'm taking a huge stand, but like Zach Hyman was brought in to play alongside Connor McDavid. I, I truly believe that. Um, I know for a fact that they don't want to put dry with McDavid because, you know, they're, obviously any team's better if they're spreading their depth through the lineup. And I also think that Zach Hyman has power play one potential here. Like it, the, the Oilers have been looking for a net front guy, like, for forever. Like they played Alex Chase on there for God's sake. And Zach Hyman, I think is going to be the net front guy on their power play. Meaning I just grabbed Tyson Berry and Zach Hyman uh, in relatively quick order along with Mike Smith to sort of wrap up that Edmonton stack all at pretty decent ADP. Um, You know, like you were saying, ADP is not necessarily set in stone. It's not necessarily sharp at this point. And it yeah. might honestly never be because there's just so few drafts uh, relative to, like, the football market uh, for, you know, the ADPs to actually stabilize. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I feel really good about that, and it has a sort of correlation that I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think it's a good pick. Uh, after you went and took in, uh, Jacob Verano went, probably the, you know, maybe the best player in Detroit. Is all well, sides Larkin, but he's the first to go. Biddington, yeah. Taylor Hall, Mike Riley, and we're at the turn. So the like guy that picked last turn, he picked Sam Reinhardt. Who I was considering, but I just don't really think he's going to correlate very well with uh, Barkoff. He already has Huberdo, so I think it made a lot of sense for him. That might be what they end up doing there on line two. So I, I like that, like that take there.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested to see what Florida does because, you know, it does feel like, um, you know, it does feel like they might have the third the best third line in hockey if, you know, if no one gets hurt or whatever. Uh, because, I mean, if you just think about it, they have, um, you know, they, they brought in Reinhardt, obviously. They have Bennett, who they brought in late last year. They have Huberto, so maybe that's the second line. They have the first line of Barkov for Hagee and maybe Duclair. Maybe that's where Reinhardt goes. So outside of the top six, like I haven't even mentioned Patrick Hornquist. Um, You know, so like they have a really sort of loaded depth in their top nine forwards. And frankly, I could see Reinhardt being a third line center. I could see him uh, playing where Duclair played last year for the most part, or for Hage and Barkov, like I, I truly do not know. And, you know, so, so I'll probably try to get some Reinhardt um, but maybe sort of like this where he falls to, you know, the the late nineties rather than the early nineties.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right now the top player ADP wise is Jason Robertson. Um, That feels like a real nice little take. If he's, if he's still there, I mean, I have five picks away, but I don't really understand why he's slipping this far. There's, you know, looking at the wing position, the only other guy that I think it's a little bit interesting is kind of defoley with how good he was last year to think like, you know they lost players like he's still gonna have a huge role in montreal um yeah, robertson goes right there i still really have a lot of yeah i have like no correlation right now which is bothering me but erin
0: ekblad went which uh
1: is that would have been the, the take i should have had yeah um i i, I regret like, i took shabbat and i was like i should have waited and took an ekblad but oh, you
0: live and you learn all right so you're up let's see i am going to get Bo Horvat here, uh, basically just an ADP pick. I, I, I don't have a strong take here and I do want to get a few more centers onto my roster because I feel really good about, uh, my goalies. Like I said, um, I feel good about defense of Carlson and Barry. I have a Vetchkin patches and I also have Hyman. So with just Barzell in the tank, I think I wanted a center and looking at the options, I think uh Porvet was toward the top of the projections and I'm just not a Larkin truth So that was sort of the, it for me. Um, all right. Uh, DJ, you are one pick away. Who are you targeting
1: here? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really down to a couple guys. I can tell us the topical um available and I really think he is the, you know, a legit starter for Minnesota. It's just how good is Minnesota going to be uh, after that in the ADP order. It's Matt Murray, Grubauer, Campbell Hart. I, I just really think he is a little bit far and above the rest of these guys, except for maybe Grubauer. But I do think I'd rather take a guy like Cam Talbot here um, and just shore up the Hellebuck Talbot too. And then I do not do not have to worry about goalie anymore. Yep. Um, just because I think he's a, like the drop off after him besides Grubauer, who I do have a lot of time for. Um, I think it is pretty steep.
0: Yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's a good pick. I, I, was debating him but obviously i have my two goalies so i wasn't yeah, gonna yeah you know reach on a second guy
1: yeah i'm up again in five um mirror high just goes i'm really between two guys and you know what maybe you can maybe you can give me some advice here uh, you know what Let, let's take let's take a quick look at everyone available just to make sure i mean Hurdle's still there too which i don't think is a terrible take um but i'm really thinking to or jack hughes no i think yeah, jack-
0: uh, sorry I, I was uh Anyway, between those two, I think uh, I think Jack Hughes is a lot more interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Foley's full- role is heavily subject to Cole Caulfield, and like, yeah, they played. I believe they played on the same line last year until yeah, you know until they sort of got jumbled in the Stanley Cup final. Um, so maybe that's a benef- you know, benefactor
1: oh, for there And
0: there he goes. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. um, but the power play role that. To Foley plays like I don't know how reliable that is I don't know how their power play is going to be structured um, But I do worry That Toffoli is sort of like uh, Hit his peak last year And then it's going to be tough sledding Oh there. my god
1: and they <laughs> both go Jack Hughes one Before me well Who do I pivot to that's the question on everyone's Mind Um. Yeah so I, while I you... Think, you know I'm just going to say I'm just going to take Pavel, Pavel Bustavich um i think yeah. that he, i i don't think tarasenko is going to stay there is the best way to put it and i think both never just gonna he could be the guy that you get at 112 that next year is going at 50 50 51 like young player really really good never really got the run in uh, new york that i think he deserved and everyone that follows analytics is like what the heck is going on like why is he not playing more so
0: yeah uh what, what's really interesting about that is i was actually uh targeting his teammate for my next pick uh david perron um
1: mm, yeah i like him too
0: and yeah you know uh it's it's sort of like we've seen it from perron which i think that's why his adp is a bit higher as well so it's not that. and surprising. there he goes and there he goes okay yep um all right so i am now on the clock hmm In <sighs> there if you want to just get freaking crazy. Yes, yeah. I, man, I, that does not feel good. It doesn't uh, sound like you want to get that crazy. No, I do not. I'm just going to take Bjorkstrand, um, you know, golden he's, child. he's slipped a bit. He's like there's actually a bunch of guys ahead of him on like my little rankings. Um, like but they're all like way deeper in ADP. So I'll just sort of wait and see.
1: I just can't believe you didn't take Pulak. He was right there for you.
0: (sighs) This the the Noah Dobson thing. Just. uh, Yeah, no, it's okay. I just, you're a fraud.
1: You already, you mentioned it it right at the top. So I get
0: it. But like, like, yes, a Polak is probably going to, you know, like get, get hits and get blocks or whatever. But the fact that like he's getting yanked around on the power play all the time, it, it just it doesn't seem like a guy who I want to be investing on like before like the late rounds, rather than like in these mid rounds that we're in. Um, like I just feel much more confident in honestly a bunch of other players to be like the the go to offensive guys on their team and. That's sort of what I'm targeting here still. I'm targeting, you know, that upside rather than the, the stability in the, the floors and all of that. So that's why, because um, I had the same thought last time out too. I didn't take any Islanders, but I was staring at Polak just going like, yeah, uh, I love him, but I, I just don't know if I can invest on him for a full year without knowing how Trotz is going to deploy him
1: eagles just took my next pick i was gonna i had Marty hos for the truck track action oh well uh the guy that just picked though i think he has a, a real nice build of four centers five wingers and now one defenseman no goalies that is <laughs> spicy 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 he took uh pulak though but yeah no um oh boy this is this is really where it's gonna get interesting um what are you thinking that you're up next i believe
0: yeah you i got pick, anything i picked before you um yep. you know, I think- this is a good time to take a swing on Gino. Um,
1: Yeah. He's he's coming up.
0: I, I have the sort of roster where I feel really good about my wings. I have two, I think high end defensemen. I have two, you know, uh, should be starting goalies and center, I think is my weak position by far with Marcel and Horvat. So, you know, there's a chance that Malkin is, you know, like not, functional which obviously sucks but also if he does come back and you know if getting Malkin again uh, then I'll basically have a guy for the stretch run where I'm really trying to pick up points um, at the center position and yeah I I think that Malkin makes the most sense for my build right now Um, just looking at some of the other center options like Joe Pavelski is there Nick Backstrom like you said uh, Braden Shen like none of that is all that interesting to me um, and, you know, Brock Nelson just won't correlate with Barzell. So it's not like I'm that interested in that either. So
1: yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I am willing that's to where I'm
0: pull the trigger.
1: Struggling right now is I just, I have, I literally have like no correlations at all. And I'm, I don't love that. I'm trying to like figure out what, like Shen would maybe work with boost damage, but we have no idea.
0: Yeah, no, we, we truly, um, so they did lose Jaden Schwartz. So they, it could just be a, you know, clear. A person in person out replacement of yeah. putting Shen with Bushnevich, but yeah, um, certainly certainly no guarantee.
1: Well I'm on the clock and I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna take Shen. Don't feel fantastic about it, but if they do correlate, he's my third center. He could have a couple big weeks. I get him a bit after ADP, although I think he's definitely not quite where he should be at you know one twenty three, but center gets pretty weak. Um he was he was pretty serviceable last year. He had some pretty big time, so
0: all right. So let's Paul's see. Just, Paul just picked. Let's let's take a look at Paul's team. So we started off with Kucherov, Ranton Connor, Landeskog, four wings. Okay. Jack Eichel, uh, Shea Theodore, Sagan. So two. Uh, well, I guess Sagan is not currently injured, but some injury flags there, I would say, at center for him. I then he grabbed T- Timo ahead of me, like we talked about. I picked up John Gibson as his first goalie. That seems pretty strong to me. Um, You know, it's not overly likely that John Gibson is, you know, a Vezina winner because his team is so bad in front of him, but he is a guy like with that upside for sure. So I I don't hate that idea. And then his last two picks have been Zach Rorensky, who I absolutely love here. I was actually uh, like looking at Björk Strand and Marensky in tandem, um, but obviously didn't get that. But Morinsky, with that, with Jones leaving, I think is just going to have a monster year. Um, and then he grabbed Pierre Luc Dubois, pretty ahead of ADP. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting little take there. So, I guess to go with Kyle Connor, it, it makes a bit of sense if we think that Ellers will be on the top line and Connor slides down the
1: line too. So, i so will up in two picks. I'm gonna, I'm up in one pick. I'm between yep. a couple guys here. I'm thinking either really garland batherson or clayton keller um clayton keller would be a bit above adp but you know just kind of getting the full arizona like you know usable players <laughs> i guess stack um batherson is you know a little bit earlier than maybe he should be here but he would correlate well with shabbat probably on the power play and he's, yep. you know, he's in his own right and then connor garland i don't have a correlating piece with him but i think he's just not correct where he is at adp right now um what do you think what is it going to do you think I
0: I, so, uh, Batherson just got the new contract extension, right? I, I kind I of, so. I kind of think he's yeah, he the best did. guy from that list of players that you just mentioned. Let's um, do it. Yeah, be the shooter.
1: Did, did it take him? Well, I won't take him. There we go. now he goes. Now he's on my team. Yeah, I So to like three times. Now, um, so it gives me a little more correlation. I actually just kind of like back-to-back picks. Like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't force correlation by, like, picking way above ADP, but I put the correlation together. A little bit of St. Louis, a little bit of Ottawa, um, Ottawa, you know, I think they're a team that will score a lot of goals and give up a lot of goals, so um, they could be a fun team to have a little bit of a stack with.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so the uh, – I mean, I'm one pick away. Hopefully, Paul does not take this guy, but I am dialing up Anders Lee to go with Matthew Barzell. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Um, yep. uh, They lost Everly, right, or no?
1: Yeah, they did. He went to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: I thought so. Um, so obviously, there's a bit of a question mark there, but maybe a guy like Wallstrom slides up to that line or something. That would be really cool. Um, but basically, we know that Anders Lee and Matthew Barzell are about as well correlated as it gets on this New York Islanders team. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, ADP of one forty three. I'm at pick one thirty nine. So just
1: yeah. you know, obviously it was real good last year before he got hurt. He was.
0: Yeah. Um, I was actually a bit surprised. He he didn't have, like, insane counting stats, honestly. Like, he had 17 points in uh, 26 games, which, you know, is definitely fine. Um, but let's see. Anders Lee, 27 games. He had 12. Uh, let's see. He had 12 goals, 7 points. He had 19 points in 27 games. And... I just lost him. How many? How many?
1: It was sixteen rounds. We're in round three. Well, about to be on thirteen. Yeah. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna ask you this. All right. Just kind of going through centers right now. There's a lot of guys that don't have an ADP number next to their name because they don't get picked maybe enough to get that yet. Um. Which one are you thinking would be the best pick? Okay. Now this might be based off of a bit of like the how the scoring works, but maybe not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna name three names. So Sean Bounder hands down here.
0: hmm
1: Okay. Jeff Carter, I mentioned before, could be starter in Pittsburgh. So he could be a, like a day one starter. And another one that doesn't seem to always get picked, you know, Nico Hesier.
0: Yeah, uh, so Nico Heesher does project the best of that group, uh, of all of the no EDPers right now, has the best projection. Um, I, I do think that Sean Monaghan is fine. Uh, Jeff Carter is definitely the second guy on that list, though, for me. But a name who I think uh, like last round is a really good guy to go after is Pavel Zaka. Um, Cause we saw him dominate the power play for New Jersey last year. And if Jack Hughes is going to reach his full form, like he's going to be a great passer. And if Zaka is sort of well-established as like their number one goal scorer on the power play, you know, with Dougie in the fold, especially like, it feels like Pavel Zaka could have a monster year. Um, by just piling up goals but i don't know maybe that's a hot take or whatever but we're definitely sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel here already in terms of centers so i think that he's a real good upside option uh trevor zegers as well doesn't have any dp associated with him and is just like flat out awesome so we'll see how fantasy relevant
1: Is is like one of the last picks yeah that's almost doesn't seem right
0: no it doesn't um i've been sort of tossing that idea around too it's like you know with a year off how should we value him uh like what's his role look like like is he even gonna play with Patrick Kane like he didn't for a while
1: uh you're up all
0: right I am on the clock here I have three centers five wings two defense two goalies so looking at the board I, I do see a lot of defensemen that I like um
1: do it do it do it
0: yeah you want me to take dalene i'll do it
1: okay thank you
0: um i
1: i can't justify taking him and like he's got to go to a good home
0: <laughs> so technically uh so so technically speaking spurgeon and Uyghur each had better projections uh weger obviously is just one of those guys who isn't likely to do it via the power play uh spurgeon could um No suitor in the mix. It's probably Spurgeon and Dumba on the power play, but I don't. I don't know. Spurgeon's fine. I I just feel like Dahlen has the sort of upside that we're looking.
1: Well, I am now on the clock. I'm gonna do it. I know everyone's thinking, is he gonna do it? I'm gonna take Jared McCann. You know, I think he's kind of been the guy all along for Seattle that I like maybe the most from a fantasy perspective um i think that he has a ton of upside he's gonna have a ton of shots and a ton of opportunity and it's directly at adp i'm not jumping up too high to get a guy that like you know and, and like if you i think i think i'm kind of thinking like could he be william carlson for this team and like i think that's reasonable i wish he was at center where i think he's going to play but they have him as a winger which is a little bit frustrating but um i'm okay with it i have you know i have barkov trochek and shen but my my next pick here is going to be a center So, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 planning on taking Kadri right now. Is my plan? Um, that would be, I think, I think he has a really good upside. Uh, sometimes you know the top power play, and he's also just you know, it seems like every once in a while he has like a five point night that'll just boost your lineup. Yep. <laughs> so I'm gonna grab him. Or well,
0: better, better put. He'll have a five-point night that buries you in DFS.
1: Because, yeah, right, because you know. it's never when you play him. <laughs> yeah. If I if I played him 80 games out of 82, I know which
0: games he's having. He would have a 60-point season, and, you know, none of those it, points would come in the 80 games I play him. Yes, exactly. And if he goes... <laughs> but actually, next... who are we kidding? He's never playing 82 games. He's going to get suspended. Yeah,
1: this is true. All right, yep, I'm gonna I'm going to grab him right here. There goes Kadri. and, and he hits. He does, he does everything too. He does all of the things you want. Yep. So, um, take him a little, and right after him, Tom Wilson, who definitely will get the hits.
0: Yeah. So right now, I'm between uh Mike Hoffman in Montreal. Uh, yep. The secondary so. reason I'm worried about Toffoli, like you know, like Hoffman yeah, right. should That's be a, a power play yeah. guy. Um, we'll see what they do. I, you know, we can't trust so. Montreal to do anything right, honestly. And then Evander Kane is
1: just there. Kirby Doc.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I love Mike Hoffman, but I was talking about Evander Kane and like being reasonably uh, selected in the 90s, 100s. I think his upside is just too immense to pass up despite the investigations, despite all the off-ice stuff. On the ice, he is a top... I think he's easily a top 50 fantasy asset. So getting him at pick 163 is just a slam dunk.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. So you know, he might a, be my
0: highest owned guy when we get to the end of like I it just checks all the boxes for me.
1: So we have two rounds left.
0: Yep. Two rounds I have, to go.
1: I have two players that I'd like to select. Um right now my build is four, five, three, two. I almost regret taking a center now, but I don't think it's the, the worst case scenario for me, just because I took Barkov early, but then three guys a bit later. Um, in the meantime, I took you know, two defensemen and two wingers. So I don't think it's the worst build in the world, but uh, probably I would like to have six wingers here, three defensemen, uh, four centers. I think that's pretty fair with the fact that I took really high defensemen. Any thoughts on that first off before I, before I move forward with my next thought?
0: Um, you know, like theoretically speaking, I think, you know, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. However, You know, I'm looking at your board and it's not like you, you know, it's not like you took a bunch of a certain position, like in the first four rounds and, you know, are sort of like building on top of it. Like, again, you started off one, 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 uh, one, like one of each spot, and then you sort of have been filling in as we go. So it's not like you're overly, uh, like uh, disproportionately invested in a certain position at this point. So I think your build is uh, still makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I just like I,
0: wingers.
1: Yeah, I would like more wingers too. I mean, I'm going to take one with my next pick.
0: Yeah, so um, so like right now, your wingers are Ellers, Forsberg, Bushnevich, Batherson, McCann, which like
1: they're all shooters, but none of them are like elite play yeah, drivers. So I would say which that, is well, I think Ellers is but...
0: that to me is the perfect thing where it's like you know almost like zero RB where you're like yeah none of these guys are definitely going to be smashes. But if I just take a bunch of them, then you know they can yeah. sort of mix and match and you know figure it out amongst themselves, basically, um, while your other positions are pretty much set. So that's yeah. certainly, I think, a fine way to approach it.
1: I am five picks away. Clayton Keller is my number one guy. I want, but if yeah. I don't get him, it's... I
0: think he's, I think he's good just because you know that he's going to be like the offensive option that they yeah. you know want. To,
1: uh, well, you're up in two. I involved. mean, are you?
0: I, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm not taking him, obviously.
1: That's okay. Oh, there he goes anyways. Doesn't really matter.
0: Ah, Well, that's unfortunate for you. That's okay. Okay, so I definitely want another center. Um, In consideration, I don't really have many stacking options. I have Couture with Kane. That seems obvious. So I think I'm just going to pull the trigger on that selection. Um, Nico Heischer and Eriksen Ek, though, I do think both would make sense um so let's see there's something wrong with Carter or because like why is he
1: like oh, that's what i'm going to take next i think is it am i missing something with him like
0: no i got the I extension
1: like he's yeah. way down the list i mean he fits perfectly with barkov so that was the other guy yeah. i had queued up because i was like where is he that's what that, that's actually why i came up with the whole like you can search by team because i was like looking up florida um yeah no so he's, if he's, he's there really in one good. pick the other guy is Spencer Knight, I'm considering. Um, I have two really, really, really strong goalies already, though, so if he's not there at the last pick, um, I think three goalies is, is fine. I don't think you have to have to force it, but I think it's kind of like quarterback where like the optimal build will probably end up being three goalies regardless. Um, like even if you took Mahomes, like, having that third quarterback could be okay just in case of their bye week and another like couple down weeks, et cetera. And, yep, so I'm going to grab Carter Verhage just for that, like I said, that perfect correlation. He's, I think he's a good player overall um, and gives me a really nice correlation. So put that all together, and I get, you know, I got the, the Barkoff with Verhage. I have the nothing with Trocek. I have the Shen Busnevich, which I think could be a very sneaky upside. Um, Kadri's solo. And then I have Batherson with Shabbat as kind of my stacks put together. And then um, Hellebuck with, you know, uh, maybe one of his best wingers in ellers
0: you know the uh the, the classic correlation because nick ellers is a guy who can go uh end yeah, to right. end coast to coast so you know
1: that that, win- that wins me the whole thing
0: leave it leave if- it behind the net and nick ellers goes coast to coast gets you a goal there you go easy like that's why you play the games
1: yeah so if spencer knight's there i'm just gonna do it if he's so there not goes there,
0: yeah so there goes tolvanen uh um, yeah i thought oh, you were gonna take
1: tolvanen yeah um, he was the other guy. He's on my list right now. That was the other guy I was considering. It was between the two, but I just I felt like with like, taking Barkov, it just makes way too much. Like for is going to be his wing, um, but yeah, Tolvanen was uh, the other guy. I Had I think that he's, I didn't think he'd go. I, I thought you know between the two, I guess like ADP would say Tol- Tolvanen, but Verhage just seems like the better player. Um, at least it's it's one season. It's not like it's a dynasty draft. So, um, all right, there goes Spencer Knight. So I think I'm going to be out on goalie. I'm just going to roll with Hellebuck and Talbot. Um, you know, either of them getting hurt would probably sink me anyways, or do you think I should pick up the third goalie? What, what do you think?
0: I think you're fine to go with those two guys. Um, we haven't really gotten any indication that like Håkonen is even a one B there. Like it does seem like it's a clear one Talbot's healthy. He's their number one um, that could change, you know, like Håkonen's a younger guy. So they certainly could have that in the cards, but I, I don't think it's worth sort of panicking and taking a third goalie. Though, if there's a guy you like, I certainly don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I do think your flip positions.
1: Yeah. I, I as far as feel. correlations here, Eberly would fit potentially, but. Yeah, we have um, no
0: idea what they're going to do,
1: obviously. So I'm just going to take my favorite player here. I'm going to take Ricky Racks. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: no, he's, you good. Know, he's
1: gonna I you know, I think he had a little bit of a, a down year, but I think he was always a guy that we're like, shot props, he's hitting every single night, and he's just not scoring because the game yeah. is bad. But I think they'll be he improved is. and
0: Yeah, what's really interesting is he never really seemed to get run with Ziegress. Um yeah. I wonder if that changes like right, you know, right. like this year, now that Ziegris is kind of, you know, assumed to be a full grown up NHL player. Like there's no gonna be no uh AHL trip after a month in the NHL because to learn how to play center or whatever nonsense that was. Um, so I do think that like Anaheim in general, there's a lot of upside just packed into them because of just how uh, dynamic Zygris can be as a playmaker. Uh, for my last pick on the board, I am going to grab Oliver Wallstrom. As we talked about with Barzell, like the Everly role could easily be filled by Wallstrom who, uh, minder was playing on the third third line and also was like their main power play scorer in the bubble or in the playoffs until he got hurt. Uh, then they decided not to play Wallstrom when he was healthy and they lost. So, you know, whatever uh, trots going to trots, but I think now without Eberly, Wallstrom is going to be an everyday NHL, he's going to have a ton of shots. And I think there's a small chance he plays with Barzell. So as my top center, I, I like the fact that I have his wings in Lee and Wallstrom. Well, Potentially Wallstrom, but definitely Lee uh, on this roster at pretty cheap ADP cost. So that will do it for the drafts. Um, The last few picks include Vince Dunn, Truba, Eric Zanek, Sam Gerrard, and, drumroll please, DJ,
1: yeah, I feel like this guy took the whole time every time. So Does this guy take kidding. a goalie? <laughs> uh, he should. He has one goalie, and that yeah. goalie is Cal Peterson. So <laughs> my suggestion would be just to grab Nedeljkovic and pray that Detroit is, like, significantly better.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I really like how my team turned out, but, yep, this guy, like I said, this guy takes the whole time every single time. Like, if
0: he doesn't take the goalie, he was, then... he was probably on auto draft and uh, probably... uh. Yeah, probably not take? a. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, once it
1: it won't like I don't know, my draft soul's frozen and won't complete.
0: Yeah, no, same, same here. Um We will never know. <laughs> we might never The rash dog know. took. Alright, so we're not gonna go through team by team because we sort of touched on each team as we as we went and especially our own teams. Um you know, if so so if you're looking at like the players who weren't drafted, is there anybody who you're like, wow, like I kinda wish I had grabbed him or whatever? Because I think there's a couple names here that I find uh, moderately interesting. Um, I mean there's definitely a lot
1: of interesting names. Like I said, I think that a lot of people will gravitate towards Eberly because of the role's gonna be huge for them and um you know there he's probably gonna be first power play, first second line. Um I, you know, come to I think also is like in a, in a, but like, could he get that next big step? Um, if Anaheim's even decent, you should have a big role for them. Um, I think with centers, there's a lot of interesting ones. I think Heeshier is probably my favorite, and Zegers is probably just like right under him at two. Like those, but those two, both of them are just awesome. So they're going to be guys I come back to because maybe you can get like a bit contrarian with one of them because a lot of people just aren't taking them. Um, is there anyone else that uh, I'll pass it to you then? Is there anyone else you're thinking of?
0: Um, Yeah, so uh, goalie-wise, I think Deltzkovic and uh, Aiden Hill are two guys who definitely are good, you know, like late round, like last round, I guess, goalies. If you feel like you need a third goalie, Um, I I don't really foresee a problem with those guys getting starts, Um, so, you know. Let's see. Otherwise, Dumba def- didn't go. Yeah, definitely Dumba and Martinez, I think are two guys who have value, especially if Martinez picks, you know, picks up where he left off in the playoffs. Like guy played with a broken foot and was manning the first power play and being a freaking boss. Um, I don't know if Alec Martinez power play one shooter is necessarily the role that they want for, you know, for, for this team, but Uh, It worked last year, so they might just try that again. Um, I certainly considered uh, last round Martinez because I had three defensemen. Um, I I decided to go with Wallstrom instead, but obviously the correlation there would have been good between Patches and Martinez on the off chance that they kept that. You know what's really funny is that that? if if you consider Jack Eichel not a Buffalo
1: Sabre, only one Sabre gets picked. <laughs> like his defenseman, that one forward and the entire team got selected. Like,
0: that's yeah, probably um, pretty bad. <laughs> Olafson probably should be the guy if you're taking one. Um, yeah. You know, good shooter, all of that. But yeah, that is pretty, pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I
1: think if you, you're trying to, you know, go crazy with your last pick, like, Dylan Cousins could be a guy too. Just should have an absolutely monster role with a ton of skill. If like he yeah. breaks out, then you'd be like one of the only people to have him. So yeah.
0: And something that we talk about for NFL, I think this will be the last thing that we can you know go and we'll talk yeah. more obviously in the future about this because it's a lot of fun, but um, these late round picks like in the NFL, like Mike Davis last year was drafted by like five or 10% of the field. Like he wasn't even on people's radars. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey got hurt week, you know, week one or week two or whatever, and then Mike Davis came in, and it was just a Mike Davis show. He smashed, and like, you know, teams who had him in the seventeenth, eighteenth round, they got to the playoffs, and like, when you get to the playoffs, almost everyone's gonna have you know the best players that year. Like, if Mahomes is the MVP, lots of teams are gonna have Mahomes because he drags them to a win, because Mahomes is drafted by every league, so it's like you know you are not really gaining anything. But if a guy like Mike Davis is not drafted in most of the leagues, then obviously teams that get out of their league can't have Mike Davis. So, like, he's actually a differentiator in the playoffs. That's the same sort of thing with this, where it's like, if you're taking guys who are always drafted in the last round and they have a monster, you know, like postseason for fantasy purposes, well you know, most of the teams or most of the leagues are going to have that guy drafted. So it's not that big of an edge, like if they have a huge year. But if you take a guy who's not getting drafted at all and they have a huge year, um, you know, guys with monster upside like Olafson, we've seen him score in the NHL several, several times. Uh, you know, it's not like his power play role is going anywhere. It's just that the team around him might be worse. Um, so if guys like that have a great year and they're not on a lot of teams, like there's still the edge come the playoff time. And I think that's really interesting. And that's also where guys, uh, younger guys like Ziegris and uh, Dylan Cousins and, you know, like uh, Jamie Drysdale, another guy in Anaheim who could have like this monster upside that we just haven't seen yet. Um, I don't think it's a crazy idea, especially if you're doing many entries to say, hey, my last two picks are just going to be out there or prospects that are like mega prospects that we just haven't seen NHL roles for, because if they hit the top 10% of their upside, you're getting so much more value than if you hit on like a floor guy who's like, yeah, they're going to be good. And give me some points here. Like that's just not as important here. So I think that's a really important thing and really interesting thing to think about as you're like going through these drafts and going through various teams and sort of preparing for the season and looking to make a profit on NHL best ball. So I know I talked a lot. Any any final thoughts there?
1: No, I think that pretty much covered it up. It kind of reminded me, like, when I took Raquel there at the end, I was like, man, that probably wasn't that smart, but whatever. It's fine. He's not picked in every league. We can shut it down.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I don't think Raquel's a bad pick at all, though. So, uh, anyway, thank you to everybody who uh, made the time to join the draft. Uh, you know, it's not easy to fill one of these leagues, so... We got a little lucky. Uh, we got you know some people jumping in to help us out, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, yes. So thanks to the people who joined, and be sure to get in our Discord. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod. Um, you know the 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 talk about best ball is just picking up. Uh, wanted to shout out Mike M K Berg, uh, who <laughs> wrote out a huge uh, you know many sentence long sort of like early thoughts on underdog uh, strategy for this tournament. Um, so, you know, he had a lot of good stuff there. And hopefully that continues as we get closer to the season and more people get interested in this underdog product because it is a ton of fun. You know, like if, if it wasn't obvious, DJ and I have a blast doing these. So um, yeah, and any any final thoughts? Um, No, just, you know,
1: definitely if you haven't already check out My hockey assist network um subscribe on youtube follow do all that stuff there's not a lot right now but a lot's gonna come um if you one thing i'm gonna do that i you know i'm just gonna i guess i can announce it now if you have any interest during the season at least for the first like half of the season i'm going to try to take as many gift requests as possible so if you're watching a game and you really want to highlight to be made into a gift i'm going to try to get as many of them as possible um eventually i may put that behind a paywall i'm not sure yet what i'm going to do but I'm going to try to use this as a way to promote myself and it's going to be a lot of endless hours, but, um, so starting off, please ask and I will try to accommodate. So follow hockey assist network, which you can find on, you know, Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, then on I YouTube. will,
0: uh, I'll leave those links in the description of the podcast as well to make it real easy. Thank uh, you. So big, big, uh, you know, definitely do uh, support DJ because it's a pretty cool venture. Uh, Like you said, it is hockey for the visual learner. Uh, That does not apply to me. I'm definitely more of someone who enjoys listening to podcasts more than I do, you know, videos and telestrations and stuff. Uh, But I certainly am aware that, uh, you know, like it is in existence that there are people who are not like me. So uh, anyway, it's good stuff. And I'm excited to see what comes from there. Uh, Follow me personally on Twitter. I am at fake moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And again, uh, thanks to underdog fantasy for hosting this because they're the only uh, site that does NHL best ball at this point in time, uh, at least with this like top heavy GPP structure that I could find. I haven't even seen like the the high stakes season long stuff for uh, like, I haven't seen them post any best ball leagues So Um, also the last pick was
1: raduloff i just Ah, want to make sure before we before we close because people might be like (laughs) cliffhanger alert come on um it was raduloff you're welcome interesting
0: okay it still has not updated for me which is funny um anyway um yeah we told you where to follow us for all that good stuff so let's get on out of here all right from doug from dj from myself have a good best fall season everybody and we will see you.